The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss regarding this album are strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter in each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence. You are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rate the Record podcast, episode 74. Yay! Please, no more. It's the sequel to the N64. <laughs> the, the more forgotten console that no one ever played. Faster, louder, bigger, stronger. Shaped like an oblong. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyways, your weird shaped hopes for the day are Chris and... Savannah, who resents that statement. So do I. I've, I've gained some weight since the pandemic, yeah. and so my shape is definitely different than it used to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. It went from the panty 10 to the panty 20. Oh, God. Something along the lines of that. This shirt used to be baggy on me, so that makes me even sadder. This shirt's new, but thank God it's new. And I'm down here. <laughs> Anyways, while we uh, wallow in our own self-pity about all the weight we've gained, welcome to the Rate the Record podcast. Well, we're glad that you've joined us here today. Join us for this spectacular, wonderful episode, one that's been hinted at and foreshadowed for a very long time, but we'll get into that momentarily. First, I do want to indeed officially and formally welcome you to the podcast, as I already did, but I'm just saying it one more time because... We are glad to have you here, and if you are glad to be here and you want to show your your support and everything like that, there's many free and quick ways to do it. Like, subscribe, rate, comment, share, follow. All of those things really do help us build up in the musical community piece by piece by uh, wire, by cable, by synthesizer, by keyboard, by 80s reference here. By brick, by brick, by mortar, by brick. Sure, why not? Because bricks are such an 80s thing. It- <laughs> Well, I would say like 1880s, but yeah, whatever, go off. Yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> By getting there, I mean, we already passed that a long time ago. I don't know where I was going with that. I'm throwing you off the game like I did by suggesting this album. That's probably why I'm not <laughs> um, on my game right now. But yes, okay. you can do all those things to support us, even though I clearly have no idea what I'm doing. But by all means, it does help us. We're truly grateful. So make sure you're doing all that over on our social medias. at rate the record podcast, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. You can follow us over there. Show your support. YouTube, subscribe, audio platforms, rate and follow and leave comments and all that kind of stuff it builds us up into the um, the algorithms and stuff. You found us. You're here. We want more people to, as much as we love having you here. So by all means, please do that. It's helpful. We love it. Cool. Yeah. And if you leave comments, it strokes our ego. And like, to be quite honest, that's literally all we need in this day and age is to just feel good about ourselves. And those comments really help. So thank you. We literally started the episode by just like dumping all over our self-esteem. So yes, we need an yeah. ego stroke real yeah. quick. Yeah. But also, too, there are uh, uh, there's another way that you can support the show. It is optional, but it is a paid way. Kofi.com flash rate the record. If you do it that, then you can go ahead and join the RTR Club for five bucks a month, or you can do a one-time donation. Regardless, if you join the RTR Club, you get bonus content. You get a, a thank you and a shout-out by us. Uh, if you have music that you want us to listen to and uh, rate and rank and everything like that, we will do that, too. You get that, and I want to say more, but I'm probably forgetting about something. But regardless, you get things over on Kofi.com slash rate the record. 
Oh, yes, you do. You get lots and lots of the things, but you won't know what they all are until you go there. Exactly. And more things you could do in the meantime, too. If you want to request them for us to do on the show, you can do that. Link is down in the description below. Uh, we've done many requests. We have more coming. It's extremely rare that we turn down requests, so chances are we will get around to your album. So go ahead and let us know what you want us to do or hear or listen to, I guess. Anyways, all of those things that I've just said that you could do, all the support, all the financial support, all the uh, requesting an album giveaways everything can be found at ratetherecord.ca so make sure you're going there because that's just the main hub for everything we got going on damn right it is and we didn't build it for nothing you better go there yeah it took us days and weeks and months yeah. and probably hours to build that website so make sure you show it yeah. a little bit of love yes so yes this is the right to record podcast it is episode 74 and today savannah uh I picked The Age of Plastic by the Boggles. At least you said it first and not me. Yes, Savannah chose uh, the most 80s album you could probably choose if you really wanted to. I could pick other ones. You could, but, but I think... This one was funny to me. I don't know why. I, I think this one just is just like the representative of like, this is what you got in this age that's not hair metal. True. <laughs> True. Yes, it's the Buggles with the Age of Plastic, the Age of Aquarius, the Age of Electric. We did that one a while ago. <laughs> Regardless, that's the one we're doing today, uh, and the, it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun to get through this, I guess. Uh, I've To those who've been watching the podcast in the past, uh, I've been kind of hinting at this one for a long time, just like, oh, you cho she chose an album that I'm just looking forward to. Absolutely. Uh, so today is that album. This is the one I've been poking at the entire time. I can't believe you picked this one. I I thought it was funny at the time. Um, there are times that late at night I will sit there and I'll just like randomly sort of lose my brain in the internet and I'll start listening to music. Sometimes I'll listen to like, you know, decades uh, compilation lists and whatnot. And when Video Killed the Radio Star came on, I went, how funny would it be if we did that album? Which leads me to the whole, um, on Kofi, I'm going to start recording videos where I listen to an entire album that only has like a one hit on it. So like a one hit wonder and listen to the whole album. I figured this was a good one to break the ice with because this is definitely one of those albums. I was going to say, today's going to be like a bit of a sneak preview, although I've, I imagine yours are going to be far shorter in length. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like this one. Oh, the rest of them sucked. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I My ADHD could not. I was going to say, I'm not posting that, but you're doing that all yourself. I'm not editing anything. <laughs> that, that's fine. I'm all over it. Well, I have all those late nights to do. So you, you chose this album today. You're clearly getting kicked out of it. You're just torturing me. But guess what? If you've been here before on the podcast, you know that we like to torture each other all the time. That's just what happens here. So welcome back. Glad you came for this shit fest. Uh, so let's just see exactly what this album lands today. But if you're new here, welcome to the shit fest. We hope you enjoy your stay. You, you picked a very interesting episode to jump on board. Yes. You might actually get some of the best content out of this, depending on how this goes. I have no idea at this point. I got my notes here, but it can go anyway at this point video in comparison to the other ones of 15 minutes they're like huh i wonder if something happened and we just <laughs> zip through the whole album it's only eight songs that's not that bad i would speed run this album no problem i'll do that i'll just i'll tell you yes or no and just keep moving. <laughs> i'll say some sort of word to describe it and just move 
Anyways, if you haven't been here before, yeah, this is exactly what we do on the show. You're going to see this and more, including an actual album review, because that's kind of what we do. Uh, so just kind of a quick heads up of what we do here on the show. If you're, you are indeed new, each week Savannah and I will choose an album like the Age of, <laughs> the Age of Plastic by The Buggles for some fucking reason. We will choose some sort of random album, <laughs> or maybe an album uh, has an anniversary coming up, 20 years, 30 years, 40, something along the lines of that. If it's a big, is it special, does it have an impact? We'll talk about it. And of course, as mentioned earlier, we do request albums as well. We've done plenty. We got more coming. Regardless, we will take an album. We will uh, discuss it front to back at length. We'll rank the songs and then we rate, rate the, the record. You sound so not happy to be here. You see the smile on my face? I'm trying. Ah, uh, yes. All the audio listeners are like, mm, I hear the sadness. Well, they say you can That's hear when sad. someone's smiling. You can hear it in their voice. So I'm smiling yeah. right now. <laughs> I can try to do this for the whole episode, but I feel like a jackass. <laughs> but you're squishing stress balls with your feet. You're like, I got to get it out somehow. Yeah, something along the lines of that. I, I, <laughs> I just, just curling in my toes. I'm all white knuckled right now. Just that's the way it is. So while I try to, well, Savannah's going to take a drink because it's her turn to talk now because I was going to say, well, I'm going to try to settle down for a moment and like focus my breathing before getting into this episode. Savannah's going to tell us a little bit about the buggles and the age of this album. You damn right I am. The Buggles are an English new wave band from London. I say are because they have disbanded, came come together multiple times, the latest getting back together this year in 2023. Don't know what they're doing. To be quite honest, I don't care. Good. <laughs> Formed in 1977 by singer Trevor Horn and keyboardist Jeff Downs, the name The Buggles is a play on The Beatles, with the band orig originally named The Bugs. Get it? Like Beatles, like so insects, funny. bugs. Get it? Um, Trevor Horn later said he now hates the band name. I understand oh, You're not why. alone. <laughs> Because I thought it was the Bugles, like the delicious corn chip that's no longer available in Canada. I am, I do apologize for anybody listening to this that actually wants a rundown of the band, because I'm probably going to be laughing this entire time. Um, Horn and Downs met while auditioning for Tina, for Tina Charles's backing band. Um, do not, I've never heard of Tina Charles, but it was said that she had provided back or uh, the female vocals for Video Killed the Radio Star on the demos. Maybe she was a big deal. Um, backing band and worked with her producer, Bidu, whose backing tracks had an early influence on Isn't the there a Pokemon named Bidoof? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and this is gross, bumpy beaver. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> after writing and recording demos for Clean Clean and Video Killed the Radio Star, Horn and Downs knew they had to re-record the demos onto a proper record and shop it to labels. After failing to find a label that would record and release the album, they finally settled with Island Records. The Buggles debut album, The Age of Plastic, was released on January 10th, 1980 and was produced by the band themselves. The album released four singles, Video Killed the Radio Star, in 1979, which I'm actually pretty baffled by every time I hear it. It just doesn't connect to me that that was released in the 70s. The Plastic Age, Clean Clean, and Elstree are the other three singles released from the album. According to my extensive research, Wink, 
The album is a concept album with lyrical themes of intense nostalgia and anxiety of the possible effects of modern technology. Oh, that's why they were. That's why they reunited then. Because welcome to 2023. Nerds, if you ask me. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> well, I mean, they are talking about computers and stuff. Nerds. The Guardian. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know if I can read this without laughing. Do it. <clears throat> the Guardian called the 1999 re-release "quote awful beyond measure." <laughs> And called reissuing it wasteful and stupid. They should be fined just for re-releasing it. Hold on, hold on. But all music gave it 4.5 out of 5 stars. You pricks, I'm not, we're no longer good friends of the show. You're done. So, so I guess the record is as polarizing as it can get. So it seems. Awful and a 4.5. Wow. I do have a couple side notes about Trevor Horn himself. Because after the Buggles, uh, he did a couple noteworthy things, and then he just is a music producer now. Probably does stuff with the Buggles, but clearly hasn't released an album or anything. They've only released two albums. That is it. So, in 1980, uh, Trevor Horn and Jeff Downs joined the band Yes for only one record, 1980's Drama. And he actually co-produced their two follow-up albums, where he produced okay, he produced the ABC record Lexicon of Love, which uh, is dear to my heart, and I found it pretty cool to know that. Uh, perhaps telling because that is definitely peak synthy eighties as well. Relax by Frankie Goes to Hollywood, <clears throat> Cry by Godly and Cream, Kiss from a Rose by Seal, Can't Fight the Moonlight by Leanne Rhymes, and All the Things She Said by Tattoo were all produced by Horn. He will never be hard up for funds, I'm sure. Kiss from a Rose alone. (laughs) Right? Buddy, you made bank. You sold that to Batman forever. Or the amount of times that you've heard all the things she said, like, even now, 20 years later. Y'all like fake lesbians? Yeah. Oh, my God, right? (laughs) That shit reminds me of ninth grade. Holy crap. Yeah, it is a high school thing, ain't it? Yeah. But yeah, he uh, clearly was in demand at the time. So. Are you telling me this album had no accolades? Besides a 4.5 from fucking music? <laughs> I couldn't find anything, like, noteworthy, to be quite honest. Oh, man. So if there's an actual, like, I'm, I'm going to be bullying a lot in this video. If there's actual, like... Um, I was going to say Age of Plastic fans out there. That's not how it works. If there's any, if there's any The Buggle fans out there, um, don't don't listen to me. I'm a dumbass, okay? Just let me have my fun. Tell me how much you love the band. It's all good. This is just discussion. In, in 1980, now it doesn't list any U.S. charts because they are a, uh, a British duo or band, right? So uh, UK album chart uh, hit 27. Canadian albums, because we're in Canada, at number 83. Well, then. Yeah. At least you're in the top 100. That's what I'm saying, right? That's what you say to someone when you give them that plastic gold star for participation. (laughs) And then they go, oh, it's such the age of plastic. And then they throw it away. And you're like, wow, he was ungrateful. Jesus. Okay, I'm going to put a one next to that eight. So you're down to 183 now. (laughs) Okay, we don't usually do this, especially this early into the show, but 
What do you think I'm going to rate this album? Because this one's been oh, hyped God. up for a while. 63. Like even? Let's go even with margin of error of 2% on either side. So 63, give or take yeah. 2%. I'm, I'm yeah. writing that down. Yeah. Cool. You want to you do mine or is it just well, to, no, is it because funnier I, I, to see what you did? It, it's funny to see what I did only because like I've been hyping this up more than you have. <laughs> and this has been the album that you chose. Yeah. And so if you think I'm going to love it or hate it that much, I'm just, like, I'm curious to know where your headspace is when it comes to my score. Yep. I feel now, like four songs in, you're like, fuck this shit. I'm only doing this because we have a show to do. That was me when Brooks and Dunn happened. <laughs> a couple of their songs, not too bad. Other songs, not too bad. I disagree. Anyways, it's time to start this album. Yes. So let's get it started. Episode 74, The Buggles, Age of Plastic. Let's go. Song number one, The Plastic Age. Oh, you clever bastards. Uh, right. I... I I uh, wholeheartedly request that for these eight songs, uh, you start them because I am just dying to know more than any other show we've done. Oh, by the way, uh, Spotify has like two other tracks. Yes. uh, Like Islands and something. I don't techno pop or whatever it was. Uh, We're not doing those ones. Those are apparently just bonus tracks. So those don't count. And as, as is tradition on the show, we don't do bonus tracks or anything like that. Just original releases on the day they came out to the world. And also the Johnny on a Monorail, uh, very different version. We're not doing that one either. No, we're not. I Just the even, original. I didn't even listen to that one. No, me neither. As soon as Island started, I was like, no, I'm good. I didn't see. I didn't know that at first. I was cleaning my room and that song came on. I'll tell you right now. I fucking hated Islands. I thought it was one of the worst instrumentals I've ever heard in my life. I hated it. So it's a good um, thing I didn't have to score it for this album. There's a Kajagoogoo song of the same name. Kajagoogoo. And it kind of has the same. I like them. They're good. Um, and it kind of has the same vibe. So I just turned it to that song instead and went, yeah, I like this one. It's <laughs> all, right. all right. Well, the plastic age. Uh, like, did they think they were clever by doing that? By like the age of plastic. Let's call this the yeah. plastic age. Anyway, I constantly type in the wrong album title because of that. I would just type in the wrong song title because I'm just more familiar with the album. Title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, my first note, I'm going to read verbatim because it's kind of like two sentences here. It's right off the top of the song too. The 1980s are no excuse for that bullshit telephone ring keyboard sound. That didn't <laughs> sound good on my Yamaha keyboard 18 years ago. And it didn't sound good in the 80s either. That started the album and that started on me on a sour note. <laughs> <laughs> that's what got you the very like very first note because i remember when i was like in my young teen years and this keyboard behind me is not that keyboard this is a whole this is a better keyboard i had like one of those shitty yamaha keyboards that built in speakers uh it had that telephone one of those it's not shitty it's just old it's not my korg triton though i wonder if we had the same one anyways Anyway, yeah, uh, so I remember hearing that sound effect on that keyboard way the hell back when, and I remember even thinking at the time it sounded terrible. Yeah. Uh, and then I hearing it on this album, like, I, like the, the color left my face, and I put my head in my hands. I was like, <laughs> I thought I was done with that sound forever. <laughs> it's haunting you. It's coming back. Oh, thanks. Thanks. So, yeah, that's the way the album started for me. I got more notes, but now you can carry on. Uh, my first note was the intro is strange and I'm not sure it really adds to the song at all. Um, I, I don't know. A if, lot of points. I don't know if it was the intro before the, 
the telephone ring, but it just it didn't seem to add too much. Um, although this is exactly what I thought this album was going to sound like. Uh, it hasn't really let me down going forward. It was really what you hear here is like, okay, this is pretty much what uh, they're not going to throw me too many curveballs as the album goes on. Yeah. Spoiler alert. This is what the, the entire album sounds like minus two songs. But this chorus is incredibly catchy. So I feel like it kind of sets it apart from the majority of the album. Like we're obviously going to get there and talk about specific songs. Excuse me. But uh, there are a lot of points that are brought up at the very beginning that can just completely paint the entire album and, and you would be accurate. So, yeah. Um, I, so just going forward, I tried writing some good notes. (laughs) Um, like, because I didn't want to just be completely like dickish and just tear the album yeah. apart. Because the thing is, it's not all terrible. Like there, it, this album has moments on it. This it's not the worst thing I've reviewed on this show. I'll say that much. Yeah, uh, I, I think that honor still belongs to uh, Brooks and Dunn. <laughs> that was like forty eight percent. No, that was Tom Petty. I think you chose that one too. Fuck. I did. They're I did. Terrible. I. I. <laughs> Thank you. You know what? I'm not even going to justify it. I'm just going to say that my music taste is too advanced for you. Says the person with only one album in the A tier, but okay. <laughs> get in line, Rook. Okay, they all, they all can't be winners. The majority They're of not. them can't be winners. Uh, but so, <sighs> on positive notes, I like the pacing and the simple beat of this track. And again, okay. yes, you, you get this kind of exact same thing throughout the el- album, though, because I say later on in the album, boy, they sure do love their eighth notes. And like yeah. that is oh like essentially, God, yeah. that's, like everything's like this yeah. syn- syncopated eighth, the eighth note beat going on. I'm just like, holy shit, calm down. Uh, I thought the piano was probably the more interesting part going along with the beat so that was good nothing really yeah nothing really stands out one over the other in these tracks like sometimes some instruments have their moments but nothing really captures my attention too much on this entire album but the piano did it for this one so that's fine uh i thought the octave syncopation that was a little uh, fun touch to have in this one the piano going dun, 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 dun. i, I like yeah. that fun start to the album i guess uh the chorus is probably the better part too i like how it yeah. kind of all rides on the bass and like it's like one note for a while i think that sounds cool uh but it's far too long five minutes 12 um, seconds get the hell out of here <laughs> I, I like this song. I don't notice how long it is um, pretty much until you said it, because like I've listened to the song enough that it's sort of the length doesn't really occur to you because you're just anticipating what's coming up next. Um, but uh, speaking of the verses, because I do, like I said, I agree the chorus catchy. I liked it, to be honest, I think. That is the best part of this song, although the verses, they make me laugh because the verses, they're they're split up into two parts where like the first part is just sort of like done bare, I guess. I, I don't really know how to describe this, so please bear with me. <laughs> huh. um, so like the first half, um, he like sings what he has to. Then the second half, there's like this sort of, I don't know, I don't really know what to call it kind of like a little whistle or some sort of like woodwind playing this like little whistly part. All it reminds me of is that, that like Russian squat and kick dance. Oh boy! And and every time I hear the song, that's all that I think of. And it soon becomes what I assume is a parade of silly kids instruments. And it will not be the last song. There is a second song 
that I just imagine people go like uh, a marching band down the street of like a small town parade and they have these Fisher Price uh, instruments. Ridiculous. And uh, what else do I got? I do like the ending with the female vocalizations. That was nice. Uh, my last note, just mimicking the it's too long. Didn't realize that I had wrote this. They really dragged that one out, didn't they? <laughs> so I didn't notice by, the time, but the whole idea. <laughs> well, I, I didn't notice it when you're like when you're listening to it in passing, you're like, OK, this is fine, whatever. But then when you're trying to actually analyze it, you're like, I, I have nothing else to say. Oh, we're into another chorus. Oh, my God, please. I literally have nothing else. Oh, we're doing another chorus. OK, I felt that for a couple of tracks on this album. Cool. But I like this one. This one I uh, I find really catchy. And if I could uh, if I could squat and kick damn right, I would. I miss the days when my legs worked like that. <laughs> mine, mine never have. I feel I like I'm gonna cramp in my thigh immediately. I feel like at one point in my life I could probably do that, but like, oh my god, it's just I have a hard enough time now. Like when you pull up your like your ankle to your butt because you're stretching yeah. your thigh, you're just doing that like leg stretch. I have a hard time doing that now, let alone oh, yeah. squatting like a like more than 90 degrees and then just yeah. doing like this shuffle kick dance. You know what? Okay, what is the percentage? When you squat down to the floor that you have to put your hand on something to help you stand up. Is that like a hundred or 50? Oh, I, I fucking don't know. Oh, mine's like a hundred now. <laughs> it is terrible. I'm always looking for something or asking someone to, to hold my hand as I stand up. I'm like, I, I am not old enough to, to deal with this right now. I, I still have enough power in my legs that I can squat properly, but just to do that though, probably yeah. not. <laughs> Dang. Gotta learn. Uh, that'll be a Kofi video, learning how to <laughs> squat and kick. Yeah, work out with a couple of elder millennials. That'll be the bonus video on Kofi. Just watch us suffer for 10 minutes. <laughs> Ends up sitting on the couch drinking beer, and you're like, that's it. That's all we're doing. <laughs> oh, yeah, I won't even have a gator, and I'll just have beer with me. <laughs> it's like, that's just the way it is. Take a breather from taking a breather. <sighs> all right, uh, God, the one everyone's looking forward to now. Song Ooh. number two, video killed the radio star. <laughs> So I, I go from good to bad real quick in this one. Bonus points for the fretless bass at the beginning. That sounds really nice. I like it. Those points are immediately subtracted because of the rest of the song. Aw. Aw, boo. Come on. Give some points to the bass. I did in the beginning. Come on. But then you immediately stole them back. You gotta... It's like Cinema oh, Sins when they'll take a sin off, but then they'll just immediately put it back on the very next thing. It's like, I'm allowed to do that too. I guess. So what was objective. bad about what was bad about it enough that you had to take that away from the base? It's annoying. All of it? Yes. Every single bit of it. There's there's not a lot about the song I truly enjoy. I will say that it's bouncy and danceable if you're into it. So that there's a positive note to say. Have you ever liked this song? Like has it grown outgrown its welcome or have you hated it from the beginning? I don't think I've ever hated it, but I've never loved it either. Like I've known, obviously known about the song for fucking ever and ever. Oh yeah. But I mean, I I think it's one of those ones that I just mindlessly listen to and don't even think yes. about. I just know the oh, oh, like I know that I read your email. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if the what lyrics are. What did you are. tell them? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But. 
Yeah, it's just one I mindlessly, mindlessly listen to, but I do love the idea of how tremendously outdated this song is. Because, <laughs> oh like, God, like I, back then, obviously, yeah, music videos were new, and that was going to take over, and people were like, oh, radio's going to die now, blah, blah, blah. Uh, spoiler alert, that not only did that not happen, like, but video is essentially dead now. Music videos only appear on, like, YouTube. Uh, yeah. There's no, like, much music's a reality show thing, so it's MTV. And radio's actually improved to the point where terrestrial still works, and satellite has gotten big, so guess what? Radio killed the video star i was just gonna say that yeah yeah pretty much and uh my my first line like you've pretty much already touched upon it not one person listening to this show right now has not heard this song whether purposely or against your will even if you didn't know the name of the band you've heard this yeah a hundred percent uh i do want to warn you i I guess you already know you've listened to the record but But i want to warn everyone uh this is the first in a line of songs and i'm probably going to get so fucking pissed by the very end this is the first in a line of songs that only has the repeating song title for the chorus I swear to God, there's only eight songs on this record, and I think six of five or six of them do it. It is not a showcase in like fabulous songwriting. And I really feel bad saying that, but like the chorus is where you get them. You don't just say, This is the song, uh, Kid Dynamo. This is Kid Dynamo. That's what the song is. Like, stop it. Stop it. Say something about him. And I'm going to shit on it in the next song. I'm sorry. When we get there, yes. <laughs> right? Wait, is that is the next one? Thank God. Yeah, it is after this one. Um, but for uh Video Killed the Radio Star, I so during I have so many fucking grievances with this. I don't know if you want me to break them up or just blast right through them. Tell you what, let me t- t- do a couple Yo, more yeah, notes here. Please. please like, yes. I don't know. I only got a couple more notes anyways, because again, I, I didn't want because I think it was maybe anticipated that I was gonna have like a lot of like bombastic notes on this album. Yeah. But I actively went into this first off, not knowing what the rest of the album sound like outside of the song. Yeah. Like I didn't want to purposely be an asshole about it. So like Come it would on, have to be drawn fix. out of me. I mean, like, hey, if you want me to re-review this and just be a complete dick, I'd be glad mm-hmm. to do it. Kofi.com slash rate the record. It's just a video of you throwing it into a bonfire and that's it. Oh, it'd be more graphic. I'd put it in the toilet and take a shit on it live mm-hmm. on camera. Oh, gross. <laughs> that's fucking gross. Oh, All right. Man. Or I'd All just right. like grind it up with a mortar and pestle and then feed the dust to the lead singer. <laughs> If you can get by his guards and his Rolls Royce. Yeah, his robotic guards. Oh, the Astro Boys. Oh, God. Oh, no, not them. Uh, oh, my Lord. Um. So this isn't exactly a positive note, but uh, the background vocals were, like, a lot louder in the song than the foreground vocals because, yeah. like, there was processing on the main vocals. Like, it was like, it, like yeah. a megaphone or over-the-phone type sound. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It was an odd imbalance to me that the the background vocals were like way more forward, and mm-hmm. also that the the fact that the background vocals were mainly ew ew. Uh, you no, <laughs> just stop, okay? If that was quieter in the background, we're fine. But I mean, like it's like right here in the microphone. So I'm gonna go ahead and say no. Uh, and also, again, this song was too long, four minutes and twelve seconds. Piano yeah. outro was not needed. Could have caught off at three thirty because it. Faded out very quickly. And and then, of course, the ending with the loop for a little while. Like, I oh, I wanted to strangle something, but there was no one in the room, so I had to strangle myself. 
<laughs> so uh, I had an adventure with that one. And the, the only line I have about it, about that outro loop, I wrote specifically, why, how, why, stop it, make it stop, why, how, though, why? Okay, good. You, you laid me some solid foundation for my launching off point here. <clears throat> I feel like the ending playing out and then coming back for a nice instrumental version of the song was Solia. Hey, I mean, if you ever want to use this in a movie, there was no need for it. Uh, during the end, the signature oa o was repeated quicker than the song proper, and it feels like a child fucking around with the sample pad. It killed the song for me because I don't want to hear oa o ever again. Out of all the things they could have looped in the song, that was it. It was fine because in the song, it's oa o and then it finishes out its four beats, and then it does it again, but it's like appropriately spaced, sounds fine. At the end, it's like, oh, 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 oh. I'm like, I fucking want to kill somebody. I hated that. I hated it so fucking much. Um, I, I do want to say that I understand the cultural impact of this song in the time it came out in. Yeah. And the fact that it was the first music video played on MTV but the overexposure of this song has turned it into more of a novelty than when it was released. And I will listen to this as an 80s compilation only. I, even I, even I, then, I don't know if I will. I will and have never listened to this song on its own, aside from doing this album or like just the Spotify curated 80s playlist. My 80s playlist needs like Soft Cell, Tears for Fears, Joy Division. I need that kind of shit on my 80s playlist, not this. And Kajagoogoo. <laughs> Kajagoogoo. Fucking, I don't uh, know what the hell Their basis is. is fucking sick, though, so. I hope he gets better. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> he plays with Stephen Wilson. He's, he's really good. He plays this oh, thing so called... Oh, so I'm not going to like him. Okay. Yeah, perfect. probably not. He plays this thing called the Chapman Stick, and it's really cool to Chapman watch him say it is. live. Yeah, but people listening might not. So I'm trying to uh, educate with the very sparse knowledge I have about anything at all. I'll say, tell us more about the Chapman stick. Um, it is a stick. It has a strap. Anyway, uh, song number three, like Kid Dynamo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. we don't need to know about the Chapman stick. It's fine. <laughs> song number three, you, uh, you had some gripes about this one. Kid Dynamo. Um, I did, but like... <sighs> It's mostly the chorus and there's a lot of a lot of them coming up. It's literally just the song title repeated in the chorus. That's your hook. That's how you get people. You just don't want to hear Kid Dynamo. And that's it. Like what? Four times. And then that's it. Your chorus is over. At the very least, it's memorable. You'll never question At what least, song it is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which is good for dummies like me. But then you listen to listen to it four or five times. You're like, the novelty is completely worn off. And I hate this now. Uh, the music isn't bad. Like, I like the music. Not too sure about the lyrics or the vocals. The, uh, the music is OK. They're all, I didn't mind the vocals. Um in the chorus, like yeah, I kind of agree with the like the repeated phrasings in the uh, the chorus and everything like that. But this, I didn't mind the way this chorus sounds though, like especially instrumentally, just the way everything was composed. I, I like this one. Yeah. And this song also actually had like one of the more exciting starts to a track on the album so far. So I can definitely deal with this one. So it's not awful. Uh, again, the lead. Uh, the lead vocals kind of feel buried in the mix though for like a large chunk of the track and it has because it has like that megaphone telephone type effect yeah. again 
Uh, and I mean, I don't, I, I would never be one to talk shit on people using like overprocessing on vocals because I use like distortion on my own <laughs> vocals. So, I mean, like I yeah. can't say anything. I suck at singing. That's why I do it. That's my excuse. Uh, but the thing is like the, the tone of how they use it though, blends in a little too much with the tone of everything else. So it just, it buries the vocals in the mix and it just, I don't know, bad choice. Um, I don't think I actually made any reference to any production, so I'm glad that you did. Uh, mine are all just surface level gripes. Um, I I found that the spoken bridge was very 80s, um, because just farther into the decade, you're going to hear a lot of that. So I don't know whether they pulled inspiration from someone else or if they're one of the few that sort of started with the whole spoken bridge thing um but i didn't think there's really anything too wild about this one i did like the heavier sort of rock sound rather than the heavy synth so that was kind of different um but aside from that i kind of found this song fairly basic and just sort of a eh, when it plays i won't turn it off but i probably won't pick it as a standalone track and meanwhile, I actually like what the song had going for it. Uh, like, again, it, it, it's not super great composition or anything like that, but because it already did feel different from the other tracks, I was, yeah. I was getting behind it in that, especially coming off Video Kill the Radio Star. It's just like, okay, this I, I can deal with this. Uh, it's anything to get you out of that song, right? It, it's, it's fun enough overall. So, I mean, like, whatever. I, I give it points for that. Fair. All right, we'll move on. Halfway point of the album already. Song number four, I Love You, parentheses, Miss Robot. Oh my God, did you also want to sing Danger Zone when this song started? No, because the first thing I thought was like the title, I Love You, Miss Robot. I'm like, what are you, fucking Gary Newman? Yeah, nerds. He has a song called Our Friends Electric, and like that's literally yeah. about, like I believe, robotic prostitutes. Um, one, didn't know that. Two, have definitely heard that song. And three, uh, has absolutely nothing to do with this album. But go ahead and listen to that song, because that song is sick. That I album, really... The Pleasure Principle, is sick. I own it. Uh, never heard the entire one, but I have heard that song, and I absolutely love that song a lot. So. The, I think uh, M.E. is also on there, which is a fantastic song. Uh, there's a bunch of good songs on the album. I love it. But look at us talking about Gary Newman and not the Buggles. Normally when we're doing an album that one of us doesn't really want to do, all we do is start talking about something uh, album adjacent. So this is not surprising. Or if you look back to Brooks and Dunn, when I, uh, my most infamous bit of doing the hedgehog facts. <laughs> one day when we do like, so I'll, I I'll, forgot all about that. Spoiler oh alert. God. I didn't hate this one as much as Brooks and Dunn or anything like that. But when next time we do an album where I feel that way, I'm going to do something like that again. Like oh I don't want to overdo the bit, but I'm going to do something a little wild next time a bad album comes up. Can you tell me how a zebra earns its stripes? No, because now you brought it up. I have to just think about it on the Dang. spot. Okay. Why don't you do it? You, you have an internet. You have a, the internet. Yeah. But like, you know what happens when you rely on me? Nothing. Nothing happens. You barely show up for episodes. You, 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 uh. I'm wearing pajamas on my lower half. So am I. I'm even, I'm even using my orthopedic slippers. Oh my God. Um, I'm, I'm wearing sweatpants and a pair of Crocs. So. Uh, well, at least my footwear is actually benefiting my body. Uh, 
oh my god only because i don't really want to talk about this album anymore um you chose it (laughs) i don't care i have two pairs of crocs one of them is like light green the other one's like a light coral so i call them i don't uh, want to talk about your crocs so i'm going to talk about this song i call them honeydew and cantaloupe oh i'm gonna cancel your ass anyway (laughs) i don't want to talk about your fucking crocs are ugly (laughs) don't care don't care not not enough for debate Listen. Platform Crocs. Though. Yeah, I bet they are. Now you're a Spice Girl. Anyways, this song has thumpy bass, and I thought that's super cool. It helps drive the song and, forward. Yeah, like how Danger Zone starts. You know, I know Danger Zone. I just I can't think of the beginning. Yeah. I, like obviously the hook is in my head. Highway yeah. to yeah, 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 we know that shit. I had to sing. I had to sing the beginning to get to the hook because I had no idea what song it reminded me of. But if you listen to it again with that in your mind, or after listening to that song, it. Uh, it's there unless I'm just messed up and it's only there for me. Who knows? Probably. Uh, we've no, already I, I said, it. I said, who knows? Nobody, was, nobody I was knows. Say, your mental stability has been proven to be off on this show. So by all means, we already know. I didn't just call you out. You've been doing it for 74 episodes. So I found this song kind of has like this weird charm that I kind of like, I don't know what it is about. It. It's not too bad. Well, cause it feels more chill than the other tracks so I, far. Yeah. There's it definitely does. a come down like the, it still has like life to it, but I mean, it's still it, it's not as much as the other tracks. Let's say that much. I kept thinking it was an instrumental because I just I don't remember any of the vocals because they are so demure to the song. But the song itself is not that bad. I actually kind of liked it. Yeah, definitely not that bad. Uh, but again, this one went on just a little too long. Yeah. Again, I even looked. Three thirty would have been yeah. a good mark for it to stop. I know this is like That's this could be funny. radio average. The album. This one could have been it, and then it just stretches on for like another minute and a half. Like no. That's really funny you say that. Now I'm gonna read this verbatim because this is exactly what you said. Uh, not really down for the song being five minutes long. By the time I had enough and wanted it to end, there were two minutes left. So it it must have been a natural end to the song, but then they just pushed it. And you're like, no, this this would have been perfect if you had just shut up right here. Because I, I definitely I definitely felt that. So yeah, and, and the fact that they say this is a concept album, so maybe that's why they stretch the songs out. But not concept yeah. albums don't necessarily need to have you stretch on forever to feel like the story's continuing. Each song is part of the story. It's okay. You don't have to like go impossibly far just to, to show the narrative of things. Well, they could take all the extra time that they unnecessarily tack to multiple songs and then just throw in another song. I'm sure they wrote another song for this album. There's no way they just, well, they did a re-release with two extra songs. They could have just t- taken off some of that extra time and slap on islands and call it a day. Oh, the album score would be so much lower. If that song, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I said it off camera or on camera, but that I, that song fucking oh, sucked. Worst instrument. <laughs> Definitely on. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I guess maybe I did, but just, what an awful instrument. <laughs> like, there are parts of it that I enjoy, but then for the most part, it's like, this is garbage. Yeah. I was afraid of scoring the song, too, because I was going to be like, oh, this is one's going through our eyes, isn't it? Jeez, we're doing this. Uh-oh. Call back to Dream Theater. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, but thankfully that's, it didn't. That's no good. That's good. It just only went close to her eyes. That's it. Yeah, it was like kind of hovering there, right right near her retina. Or not retina, her uh, pupil, iris, whatever. I know. I know Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls and the part of your eyeball. Okay, so that's good. 
that album that song's on is sick and I want to actually add it to the list uh but I always turn it off before Iris comes on because I'm so fucking sick of that song the album's really good I'm sure everyone's sick of Iris by this point if, you, if you're not like some like middle-aged I don't even know how to describe it. Just yeah, my if, if mom bought person, City of Angels on VHS. That's how I heard the song first. Did you ever see the music video? Yeah, it was just uh, put in the movie clips of the movie City of Angels. Yeah, and he's he's looking at, through like a hundred different Doctor Seuss ass looking yeah. telescopes. Yeah, yeah, and he's in like a wheelie chair going like, from one. Is this to your another. fucking life? Yeah, he's probably a stalker. <laughs> What could anyone need with that many telescopes pointing down at the city? None of them are pointed yeah. at the sky. Yeah, yeah. So. And it, I can imagine that the tower he's in isn't like too tall because, like, you still have to be able to sort of zoom in or sort of articulate the person you're looking at. So I'd like to think that the building's like three stories tall and everyone can see these telescopes and are standing there going, what the fuck is this guy doing? And not only that, but like because you have so many clear views of the city in each shot that they show, it's kind of like an Arc de Triomphe situation where it's like in the middle of this big giant roundabout and you can right? see clearly down several streets. Like this tower must be the center of a roundabout yeah. somewhere. But everyone can see him and it's just one camera guy, him recording a music video. And everyone's like, why is he up there? What and then I just happening? imagine I've just imagined some Edward Scissorhands lore where it's like Vince old Vincent Price is up there with him, just like, I will build you another telescope. <laughs> <laughs> and then he dies in the middle of it, and then he's just like, he's not finished. <laughs> to all the to anyone who knows Edward Scissorhands in that movie. Oh, oh man. God. There's there's two great references for you. <laughs> I, I've never finished. seen Edward Scissorhands, but I have seen the Iris music video. Just at one point, Edward's just like, I'm not finished. And he's like waving his scissor hands in, in the old lady's face. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> All right. Uh, are we on the song five now? Is that where we are? Yes. Yes, cool. we are. Song number five, clean, clean. We, we, we've gone so far off the rails, I forgot where the fuck we were. I do want to say, though, that this song sounds like it invented the 1980s. You could say that about Video Kill the Radio Star. No, this invented it. I, I would say that about Video Killed the Radio Star, yeah. though. I don't know yeah, about this one. Fuck that. They both, they, they, they both sound the same. They all sound the same. Well, yeah, and then how can you point this one out over, like, everything else, then? Because I wrote it down. I had to read it. There is no little, there is no bit of my consciousness that I write down that isn't necessary for other people to hear. I don't I don't edit myself. Everything that ever comes out of my brain or my mouth, someone has to hear it. Welcome to the Rate the Record podcast. Well, that's been happening for far too long. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Season five, Savannah's out. Oh yeah, and we're getting close long to season five coming. too. Yeah, I know. Long time oh, coming. New host needed. Or maybe I'll just I'll try to settle this shit and see what happens. <laughs> um, all right, so clean, clean song number five. Yes. Uh, the organ at the beginning immediately says to me, "Yes, I'm interesting," and this is the second half of the album, so this is going to be neat. But then the guitar said, "LOL, never mind," <laughs> because like then it just went back to being the Buggles. <laughs> yes, yes. Something different was happening, and I was liking it at the beginning. I was like, "Okay, they're trying something new on the second half." Never mind. I like the sound of the guitars, though, but just you immediately knew you were right, right back into territory here. Yeah, because their chorus is literally clean, clean, do, 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 clean, clean. That's all they say. 
is the song title. And at a certain point, start to fucking annoy me. It's getting pretty close. Actually, funny enough. So first off, I did write, <laughs> I wrote specific verbatim. What an awful hook. Like, right? what an awful hook. I said That's it all twice. it is. It's just, it, all it is is the song title. I don't get it. And I hate it so much. But, but, and I hate saying this. I think I would start to ironically like this song and then actually like it like most of the kitschy stuff I like. I'm like, it'd be so hilarious if I listen to this song. <laughs> then I start to listen to it on my own and then I go, fuck, I actually kind of like this. God damn it. I can't tell anyone. <laughs> that literally happened to me while listening to Mother Mother. <laughs> right? I, at first I was just like, God, this kind of sucks. This is this is stupid. Like, why does anyone listen to this? And like a year later, I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then anyone asks you if you like them, you're like, oh, I haven't heard too much. And you won't tell them that you like it. And then I'm just like, oh, the, the, the one female singing in the band, God, she's awful. She's got such a nasally voice. And then like a fucking year later, go back to the wild. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, God, now I'm singing it. <laughs> yep. Yep. It gotcha. She's not that bad of a singer. Um, but yeah, as I said, my first point about the the, the chorus, though, is um, what an awful hook. And my yes. second, so w- when I was first listening to this album, I just kind of had it on the background. Um, video viewers will notice that my background's slightly different. This is not the final form of what my room's going to look like. This will look very different soon. Just, I'm trying something now while I'm moving things around. Regardless, I digress. While I was cleaning up, like I was listening to this album, that song came on. <laughs> and I heard clean, clean. clean, clean. And I just kind of stopped and like gave that like disgruntled <laughs> look. I was like... What the fuck do you think I'm doing? <laughs> As if I was like directly answering them. You're like smack your monitor. You're like shut up. Actually, I'm surprised I didn't get so mad that I just stopped cleaning at that point. I was just like, no, I don't fucking want to now. That's hilarious. Uh, see, it's just the little notes like this. It's gonna get us through this episode. I thought you were gonna say that when I I assume it was the bridge that when the bridge came in that you stopped and you're like, what the fuck is this? This is the other one that just sounds like a group of people with these Fisher Price, like instrument toys, these fully plastic ones that are dressed up in like marching band attire with the feathers on the hat and everything. And they're just steadfastly marching down the street playing these Fisher Price toys because if you've heard the bridge to this song oh my lord it is a hard left turn for the whole song and I don't know why they included it it's fun sounds fun but I think it only happens once or twice probably just once in the song Um, I just wish that it meshed a little bit more and didn't give me such ridiculous um, imagery Oh, I was going to say, considering some of the albums that we've done on the show before, like Bungle, uh, yeah. Psychotic Symphony, Fishbone to an extent. Yeah. Like, so we've done stuff like this, so it doesn't freak me out that much. I mean, like, I can deal with it. It's like, it's weird and jarring when it hits, but it's like, yeah. uh, I'm not freaked out by it. But like, like using, say, yeah, Bungle as an example, it's like, you kind of already know that at any point that might happen. So you're kind of like, oh, I'm on my garden. If it happens, it's like, oh, pfft. Typical. That's that's just what they do. But then listening to it here, it's kind of like, so are you just an 80s pop band? Are you a prog rock band? Is it because this was their debut? It was sort of a we have no footing to sort of judge you on for this. So listening to I'm kind of like, where were you desiring to go with this? 
Now I do know, like I, like I said in the intro that, uh, well, I didn't say this part, at least that uh, yes, is singer and keyboardist had left. So they were looking for someone to replace them. They I believe that they were recording in the same recording studio next door to each other and that uh, the Buggles manager was in touch with yes, or they had the same manager. Not 100 percent sure on that one. Um, but they ended up playing in yes. So I don't know whether this was some sort of prog rock desires. Um, I don't hate it. I kind of hate it in relation to the song itself, but that little bridge part is fun and ridiculous and it's kind of cool. I would listen to this because it's catchy. Um, and there's some wood based percussion that I've heard that, uh, in the end of the song that I really liked. So that's that's all I have for that. I'm just trying to imagine like legendary prog rock band, yes, and just yeah. down the hall, the fucking buggles. Yeah, and they were like, we're gonna pick you, man. And if you want to co-produce our next two albums, um, I I believe you had asked me previously if Trevor Horn had played with them for their what nine. 90125 album. And I just call it 90210 because it's yeah. easier to remember that way. Uh, he uh, he produced that one with the band. So it was him and the band. And then the following was him and like three or four more producers. So clearly for that first one, he may have done shit. So then he, they had to bring in more producers. I mean... Who knows? It, that, that's fine because um, the majority of shit, yes, released from the 80s onward was ass anyways. So. Mm. Hey, owner of a lonely heart. Not too bad. When did that come? I out? said ass. I do owner not take anything back. Lonely heart. When did the that song, come out? Song is ass. That came out in 1983. Yeah. Okay. Checks so out. He produced, he produced that song. Ew. Man, he is. Oh my God. I bet he lives in a mansion. Maybe he does. I don't know. Dang. Um, so the only other two notes I have for clean, clean, because we kind of got off the rails too. Yeah. Oh, hundred uh, percent. I I do like how the guitar and bass have like that bit of like a, a light post punk kind of feel to it. They're both just kind of like eighth note, da, 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 da. like a lot of eighth notes again. This whole goddamn album, but just when they it's like that and it's not too synth focused. Like I I like that feeling because I like post punk. Like the yeah. bands I just mentioned before, like Joy Division, for example. Like they're post punk. I like them. Uh, they're like the other genres too, but post punk's like kind of their thing. And with all that said, though, I wish to clean, clean this song from my memory. <laughs> Dude, do you want to clean, clean something else? Uh, Trevor Horn co-wrote the song Owner of a Lonely Heart. So I don't know if I said that already. Oh, no wonder that, that it was sucks. It. Yeah, <laughs> I like that song. All right, I'm done with this song. I'm I've I'm over it completely. Just when you said like they were down the the hall from the recording studio yeah. from each other too, it just kind of reminds me of that quick. Uh, I'm just gonna tell this now because I'm thinking about it and I can see him in my image here, Frank Zappa. Uh, at one point when he was recording the studio, he was down the uh, hall from uh, Tina Turner and the Ike Gets or whatever the hell they were called, but Tina Turner was down the hallway. And this is before I, 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 I don't think they were really huge at this point. Yeah. Uh, so he's he's just like, hey, I need some background singers in the song. Can I can I borrow these ladies? Yeah, sure. Why not? And so they do it and they do the song Montana uh, and the fucking harmonies in that song. Like, they're not like melodically. It's very hard, but like the notes aren't that hard. It's like just very weird, like prog style timing. And Frank Zappa is a weird guy anyways. 
Yes. Uh, it took forever to do, and they nailed the take finally. Tina was so proud. She went back down the hallway. God, I, it's like, you got to hear this. Yeah. Like, like, we just, we did something fucking incredible. She comes in the studio, and Zappa plays back the tape and everything like that. Ike just tells the girls, like, get back to the studio. And then he, then he just straight up told Zappa, like, this is, this sucks. Like, this music is shit. <laughs> Ike Turner, the very wonderful human being, Ike Turner. Uh, yes, yes, most definitely. Nobody ever had any problems with anything he did or said. No, Frank Zappa respected his opinion right. so much he shook his hand right at that point. <laughs> so I, clearly that was never released? Montana is like one of his biggest hits. Oh, that's what that is? Oh, I've yes. Yeah, you've got to form the field of dental floss. Shit. That, okay, so just because you brought up Frank Zappa, I actually have a related that will not get off the rails. Um, so I have been to a Gigantour, which I, de- I don't know if I saw Dream Make Theater on that. But I no, it wasn't Gigantour. It was G G three. Oh, I don't know. G three. I don't I know. know Gigantour Megadeth. Oh, uh, okay, wrong then. Because I did go to Gigantour. That's where I met Megadeth. But it has nothing to do with Megadeth. Uh, it has to do with Zappa plays Zappa, where it's his son Dweezil Zappa playing Frank Zappa songs. Um, but I saw them on the I think G three tour. So they were like, uh, I'm pretty sure Mike Portnoy, uh, ex Dream Theater drummer, drummed for them. Maybe. I don't remember. The point is that was the only song that I could ever remember. So before we did the Frank Zappa uh, episode and album, uh, Montana was the only song that I could remember because of the dental flossing. Because when I went to see them, I had no idea of Frank Zappa. My dad would always play them on uh, road trips, but I would always be like, oh, this is my signal to fall asleep. And I would go to sleep and I would never listen to it. So when I saw them live, I was like, oh, this song's not that bad. And then immediately forgot about it. Well, if you hear the complicated background vocals in that song, yeah. that's Tina Turner and the Ike Gets There. And Ike Turner fucking hated it. Shit. I I never knew that. And I, I like that song. I'm I not even certain she it. was credited because he hated it so much. I don't think he wanted her name on the record. Really? What especially a because asshole. like especially because he was trying to build them up at the time so it's like yeah. oh, if you're on this shit you're never gonna get anywhere yeah well what a dickhead is he yeah, dead kind of, uh maybe i don't sorry. know sorry has he passed away has he yes, passed he did. has oh, he passed he on violently <laughs> shit he passed away a while ago 2007 I hope he choked on a dick. Song number six, L's Tree, because we got to talk about the the Buggles eventually. I mean, again, you I love how you roll your eyes. You chose this thinking it was going to be a grand old adventure. Because I thought it was funny. And then most of then the you have funny, to do it. <laughs> yeah, I know. And the most of the funny thing, like <laughs> Chris is going to love this. Then as soon as I play the album, I go, what have I done? What have I done to myself? It's your this, fault. This song is literally Video Killed the Radio Star Part 2. Actually, the, my first note is this feels mm-hmm. like a light mesh of the entire <laughs> album so far. Yeah, yeah. Like there, there's literally, you could pick out little bits and pieces of every song. There's nothing original in this song. Like, it's it sounds like they just threw a bunch of the tapes over top of each other and this is what we got. The way that this song starts with the the bright, pi- or bright piano, keyboard, whatever, definitely reminiscent of uh, the second track, so. Definitely. I will say that I, I like the softer passages in the track, though. Uh, the, like, it kind of gives a bit of a different texture to the entire album. Yeah. But it doesn't happen long enough or frequently enough to really make much of a difference. But I did like it in the minimal time I had with it. Okay. Now, I am going... I'm, I'm 
going to try and hold off just ranting. Um, but I do have this uh, this funny sort of feeling that I got from the song. Now, I like the chorus melody. It's all good. But he said, like, I, I assume just from the chorus that it's some sort of, you know, trying to get make it big actor or whatever. And he says that he played a part in a B movie. Now, I know he means B grade movie. So, you know, something a little shittier. But imagining him playing a background part in Pixar's B movie is hilarious to me. And that's all I could think every time he said he played a part in a B movie. I don't know why I thought that was funny where he's like, he goes home and he's got his contract. He's like, mom, I made it. I made it in Hollywood. And it's just like a background B in a colony in the B movie with no speaking parts. And then you hear Jerry Seinfeld. You like jazz? (laughs) And that's it. That's his his kick to fame right there. Oh my God. It's just every time he says it's just so funny to me and I could not get past it. Oh my God. There was a version of that meme where it kept looping to the point where it sounds like saying you like jizz. (laughs) I've never seen that. (laughs) You like jazz. You like jazz. You like jazz. You like jazz. It just, it like morphs. It like, it doesn't change, but it sounds like it does. That's the best part. Oh my God. But then I saw a bunch of B movie jizz memes for a while. Don't ask what website. (laughs) Yeah, no, I won't. Rule 34 B movie? <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, what did I, you think of this movie? Back on track. Stop throwing us what off. What did I think of B movie? Well, I like jazz. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, I really only have one more note. I'll read it verbatim because it's kind of like a uh, train of thought type thing. Yeah. Honestly, it's a bit uh, it's a bit forgettable since again, it feels like other tracks in the album. This is what ELO would sound like if they were lame. <laughs> Okay, okay. Hey, I, I like don't think Jeff I listen to enough ELO, but it's hey, funny. Mama Mama Bell is like the best fucking song they ever had. Until I actually decided to remember Jeff Lynn's name, it was always Roy Orbison, Tom Petty, Bob Dylan, George Harrison, and the other guy with the curly hair. The guy who plays with an orchestra, an electric <laughs> orchestra. <laughs> but, but now I remember it. It's pre- pretty all right. Hey, ELO is pretty, pretty great. If we ever did them, I would love it. I feel like that's a band that has it was it's kind of like the gin blossoms to me years ago. Like now I know all their songs, so it's easy to pick them out. But for a while I would hear a song and be like, this song reminds me of the grocery store. And I'm like trying to figure out who it is. And every song I said that I said that about it was the gin blossoms. So I can imagine that ELO is the same where I'm like, this reminds me of this particular time of my life. And every song that reminds me of it is probably all the same band. Yeah. I think this, uh, I, like them. I think their song evil woman reminds me of like, uh, we, we, someone used to live near an airport. My parents used to know this was like a long time ago. I was like four. So it's like very fuzzy memories. Yeah. Uh, we went to someone's house and the air show was happening right near the airport. Uh, and I just remember hearing like evil woman come on that and, and uh showdown. So they must've been playing like albums or something like that. Cause I remember the song showdown came on too. And just certain parts of those songs stuck in my head from that young of an age. And then as I was listening to those songs, as I was getting older, it's like, I remember this, I remember this. So like literally evil woman and showdown are two of the oldest songs I've remembered in my life. It's the, 
just just to add to that, minus Steely Dan's "Do It Again." I remember I fuck before my brother was born, if not around that, because I remember where we lived. And my brother is three and a half years younger than I am, so I was fairly young. I remember being in the living room when my dad played that song, and all I did was spin around in circles because he keeps saying, "Turn it around, do it again." You got <laughs> it. Hilarious. Um, I didn't Mr. know Dan. Evil Woman was uh, ELO. I always thought that it was the Guess Who. So thank you for that. I had to. That doesn't even it. sound like the Guess Who. I don't. I don't know ELO oh. songs. I probably think there's someone else. Definitely not the Guess Who. All right, let's let's do one of their albums. Anyways, I have two more notes about this song. Um, just you mentioning from the very beginning of the album, they really like their eighth notes. Uh, definitely in this song, the keys just playing four chord eighth notes gets grading after a while because it's just one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, just over and over. Very irritating. Um, the song isn't bad per se. It's not too bad. I probably wouldn't skip it, but again, Probably wouldn't listen to it on its own. And at the end, where the fuck did that horse come from? Why was there just a horse riding from my right ear to my left ear past me? Went away. No mention of it. No horse at the beginning. But what happened? What, Maybe was that it was just some rogue. Was it like an intro to the Rolling Stones wild horses? What is this? I hated it. Maybe it has a something to do with the B movie that he was in. Maybe it was a Western. Maybe, but like. Now I have to look up those lyrics. He was in the good, the bad, and the stupid. <laughs> because he said he had a part in a B movie. So I, I, when I heard that, I assumed it was like, oh, that's probably like a film thing. That's a cinema thing then. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Okay. Now we don't do uh, lyrical analysis. You don't say. But <laughs> all I did was type in Elstree. And apparently Elstree Studios is a generic term which can refer to several current and demolished British film studios and television studios based or around the town of Borumwood and the village of Elstree in Hertfordshire. There are so many large words that I cannot pronounce in this. And you say you're uh, English. (laughs) But yeah, just because I was born and bred from a father that was born there. Uh, Yeah, so I guess it's like how you use the word Hollywood. So I didn't know that because I was very confused why the fuck they called it Elstree. You have Hollywood, you have Bollywood, and you have Elstree. (laughs) (laughs) How fitting. Lame. All right, let's move on. Penultimate track, song number seven, Astroboy, parentheses, and the Pearls on Parade. Sounds like it's going to get serious. Like one of the only, well, I think the only slower song. I know that, uh, what, two songs ago... Three songs ago, I Love You, Miss Robot kind of was slower, but this one is definitely slower throughout for almost five minutes. I thought of Bulls on Parade when I heard Pearls on Parade, though. I didn't even read the parentheses. Then I'm listening to the song going, what the fuck is he saying? Until I'm actually looking at it and went, oh, it's another song that just repeats the goddamn song title. And that's it. Nothing else. In a pleasant way. Sure, why not? But I'm I'm going to spoil it for everyone. The next song does the exact same thing. It's just the goddamn title and nothing else. Well, you did say six out of eight songs. God, right? God, it's it's just first one, okay. Second one, eh, you know, coincidence. Third one, trend. Fourth one, irritating. And now we're past the fourth one. 
this is the note where this is a song where you pointed out the last song, and I think I mentioned earlier in the, re- the review. This is where I actually wrote the note. This band sure does love their eighth notes. Yes. <laughs> like, it's already been apparent. We've already talked about it, but this is where I wrote it, though. So, like, the fact that I've had to wait seven songs to say that, maybe I, I had finally started picking up on that. Because maybe I was trying to, like, listen for other things. So I was like, you know what? Every song has, like, eighth notes so far. <laughs> yeah, that's why it sounds so familiar, or, uh, similar. Trying to make me dance or something? What the fuck do you think you're doing? <laughs> What do you think I am? Squat not white? Kick. Squat and kick. Squat and kick. Hell no. Unless you put me on like puppet strings, I'm not doing that. <laughs> uh, this song does feel different enough though that it got my interest back a little bit at the very least because yeah. I do like, again, how calm it is and everything like that. Um, there's fun bass work in this track, especially in the courses though. It's probably the most like the more straightforward standout moments in the album comes like the bass in the chorus. It doesn't like stand out fully, but I can hear what it's doing. It's kind of doing these little fills. I like that. So, Hey, that's cool. I actually pointed that out and can't really do that for much on this album. Yeah. It, unless it's like a random synth part kind of jumping in somewhere, but like the bass is like one of the more consistent things on this album. So it was nice to have that stand out a bit on its own. Uh, but yeah, like, and I also like the, uh, the course matching, like the calmer atmosphere of the verse. And it was actually kind of a welcome addition too. I like how one didn't, I was afraid that maybe the course would like blow up and like get fast again. I was like, Oh God, he yeah. but I kind of like how everything was flowing in this one. Really good. I like the, the, like, I like the consistency of the feeling, everything, not having drums in this song, aside from like the very light drum machine going on, not having drums in this one actually did the song a service. Yeah. So I'll say that much. I actually like that. Um, I didn't like it as much as you seemingly do. Um, I felt it didn't really give me much until the hook. I do like the faster, bouncier songs. So, I mean, I can really Majority just attribute of them. it. Yeah, I can just attribute it to that. Um, I do like the soft rock sound it's kind of adopting, but the choppy vocal melody in the verses for me is just not it. Because, excuse me, it doesn't seem, I guess fluid it seems more like separating each syllable and singing it like this and i can't get over that it's really fucking annoying after a certain while and it's kind of like okay like i didn't realize that maybe this was a concept album about like technology maybe the way that he's singing is kind of representative of that those are all things that i learned later after doing the review so i mean please don't don't come at me if I've read this completely wrong. Although, you know what? No, at me. I want to learn. Um, but the electric guitar, kind. I wrote that the electric guitar felt like Slash soloing during November Rain because it was just, it felt like there was nothing happening. And then it was just like this fucking four bars, not even four bars of like electric guitar and I can imagine them just standing on the top of a mountain just going at it and then the rest of the song keeps going and then the the guitarist is like what the hell I thought I thought there was more to this that that's it but then he's stuck at the top of the mountain with the rain and everything and then the helicopter's not around to pick him up see I didn't first off that's not the first time you've ever mentioned November rain in the slash guitar solo I know so it's weird that you come back to that and second off (laughs) I would have gotten more Brian May vibes because his solos weren't so grand and fantastic yes like he he had like he's got a very specific tone and that's kind of what i picked up from this one so that's the guitarist i would have thought of although not super relevant anyway so whatever i don't listen to a lot of queen but uh but i know a handful of tracks if if i could pick someone else 
that it feels like the solo feels like that'd be great because I do remember mentioning slash, but I'm more familiar with slash. So I yeah, guess and you I literally really mentioned to... him standing on the cliff top in yeah. November rain yeah. playing the solo. Right? So, like, so you've done this before, right? Getting stuck right? in the loop. This... You're getting stuck in the O loop. <laughs> I want to kill myself. So you uh, said you said that before too. You're definitely uh, in the oo oo loop. Fuck. <laughs> well, just to end off this song because I hope I'm not in a loop. Uh, <laughs> I I say that although my last line is literally just repeating what I said at the beginning of the song. Ooh, ooh. And, and all in all capital letters, and it just sings the title again through the chorus. What? Why is that? What you do? <sighs> well. It's a good thing they only released what, like two albums? That was it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they learned their I, lesson I was, very quick. <laughs> I was kind of reading about like Trevor, Trevor Horn's production and whatnot, and that sort of the uh, the synthy sort of 80s sound is kind of his signature. I haven't, well, aside from the popular songs that I had listed at the beginning, like, you know, Tattoos, All the Things She Said, or <laughs> Leanne Rhymes, Can't Fight the Moonlight, those don't have like, 80s 9 they don't they're not pinned down to a specific time so i'd like to know at what point he stopped doing that i wonder if it was like january 1st 1990 he was like all right i ain't doing that shit no more no thank you well i don't no i don't know because like i mean then kiss from a rose felt very of its time but yeah. not cynthia though so i don't know interesting Hmm. Anyways, that we'll move fun. on because we've actually been going on longer than this episode <gasps> than I thought we were going to. Which yeah. happens, this always happens when Every, we think it's going to be a short episode, we end up yeah. like going on ten thousand tangents. That's where the most tangents are. Those are the most like gold mine episodes. If you want to get into the brain of us, yeah. If you if you Those want ones. if you want the best of episodes, like episodes like this are it. I swear to God, like the shorter ones usually just do better. Definitely, and we and we drink while we're recording, so I mean that does not help, but it also doesn't hinder. Well, maybe in I think it helps because I think it makes it funny. Unless you want to actually yeah. just hear music and not hear us fuck around. Sorry. We're in the wrong place, my friends. Hop on the monorail and get the hell out of here then because you're in the wrong <laughs> podcast. And song number eight, Johnny on the monorail. Sounds like a fast-paced 80s song already. Uh... I guess fast paced, but it just reminds me of the rest of the album though. So whatever, uh, the instrumentation, the vocals are actually pretty decent at the very least. Uh, I like how everything kind of goes together, has another post-punk feel to it. Kind of like clean, clean did. Mm -hmm. So I point that out again, just because I, I like that sound. Uh, the chorus reminds me of that great big convoy song. I actually mentioned a song that it reminds me of a uh, juice Newton's queen of hearts. Oh, well, there you go. We both thought of something. Yeah. There. Oh, hell yeah. I like I like that song. And it the chorus is so like American country in the 80s. So is the convoy song. We got a great big <laughs> right? convoy across the USA. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Uh, it's a really weird clashing of styles because you have that yes. post-punk in the verse and then you have like this weird country-ish type feeling in the chorus. It's strange. And once again, this is just one more note I have. It's a long one, too. Long-ish. Uh, again, could have ended around the 330 mark on that low <laughs> drone and echoing voice. I, I love how we agree on this. On the low drone and echoing voice, it's an ominous note to go out on would have worked perfectly. The only good that came from the extra two minutes is this female vocalist gently singing the name of the song. That sounded nice. I enjoyed that. But this song stretched far too long. Because it's nearly, it's just under five and a half minutes. 
Okay, so I only have three points. Um, they're all those. Oh my god, pretty much. Um, now, uh, all caps lock on. The chorus doesn't feel like it matches the song, but in order to keep with tradition, the song title is the only words in said chorus. Annoying. Now, I'm sorry because I hung the guitar behind me. I can hear my. I can hear. The you can hear the acoustic vibrating. in the acoustic. Yeah. That is definitely not staying for next week. Um, I'm putting my bass up there. Um, anyways, my last two points. Uh, I like the ending from three minutes 30 on. The female vocals against the quickening music make it sound much more epic than it is. Uh, oh, much more epic than it is. It was pretty nice. And then the get electric guitar in there to give more like legitimacy to it i think that sometimes when they add the electric guitar it's kind of like we mean business we are serious and it's like ooh, someone knows how to play guitar nice uh last last note still didn't need to be five and a half minutes no not <laughs> so at all. as soon as you said three three thirty i was like holy shit okay we were so on the same page so it's weird that we can agree on that stuff but chances are we're not going to get any matches oh fuck no i don't i don't think we're gonna get anything matched i have like we two only pressure have marks eight it. we have eight opportunities and i don't think we'll get anything matched up we're getting a little ahead of ourselves because I think we're just done talking about that now, which done. means we're done talking about the album. Uh, we, we made it all the way through somehow, but oh my God, thank you for hanging out with us and listening yeah, us to go forever. on to 50% about the album, 50% about <laughs> literally other things. Uh, we, we hope that's enjoyable at the very least because we get a kick out of it. So, I mean, <laughs> if you do too, make sure you hit like, subscribe, comment, rate, share, follow all those things to help support the show. It uh, lets us know exactly what we're doing right and or wrong. Or yes. I don't know. Yeah, if you want more tangents, my God, I have so many. We we want to do special things on Kofi, and we need just a special like knockoff episode where we just talk for a while and just <laughs> shit on things like this album. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, on Kofi, let's put on let's uh in real time review Nickelback's The State. That's like their only good album. I know. I want to know how much you think because that's the only one I like. Or or let's just review it on the fucking show. Uh, whole ass album. No one's gonna listen to that. It's Nickelback. But they somehow have the one of the biggest fan bases in the world, so someone's gonna be listening. But anyways, I'll say real quick. Uh, like if I had to, like I usually have to give a quick summary about the albums that I listen to. <laughs> this doesn't really summarize the album, but I wrote it anyways. My review for the album is: Don't quit your day job. What? This is your day job? Well, I heard Walmart's hiring too. Oh, burn. Ooh, just roasted this burn. man alive. <laughs> I always write my sort of album, uh, I don't know, sort of summary, uh, assuming that I'm going to say my score right afterwards. So I'm going to save mine until we rank the songs and then sort of uh, transition into the actual percentage score. All I don't right. want to spoil anything. So with all that said, it's time to do part two or three of the podcast. It's time to rank the songs. Yeah. So without uh, you know any further ado, let's just go ahead and do that now. So above our head, booms, graphic have changed. There are names, there are numbers. Thankfully, not that many to go through this week because there's only eight songs, so 16 <laughs> apiece. Uh, we have to rank what we felt was what was worse to not worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually, my number one is a song that I like that I would listen to on its own. Is it number eight? Pardon me? Is it rated a 10? It is not. Yeah, mine's not either. My highest is an eight. <laughs> I'll say that much. My, my highest, uh, I do uh, 
like point whatever. So my highest is an 8.2. So I definitely understand that. It's so weird that you go over like, look, I do the fractions too, but like only yeah. by 0.5. I don't do like other decimal numbers. So I used to do that. Um, but there was a commenter that would constantly score their songs and they did it in uh, 0. 0.1, 0. 0.2. And I was like, fuck, that gives me a little bit more leeway. Why have I not thought of doing that? So because ever the- since... I, I, that that would leave me thinking of songs too much. It's either I like like if you're like a five, like are you on the good side of a five or you're on the bad yeah. side of a five? Are you a four point five? So I mean, like, yeah. that's about as much leeway as I give it. I don't want to think about it too much. Um, I just look at it. Go, what does what is the first number that comes out to me when I hear the song? And that's the that's the only number that I write down. I never go back and I redo them. Just that's it. Whatever it is. So then when I do this end of episode uh track listing a lot of the times i am disappointed because i'm like no no i wanted this to be higher than the other one but i have to leave it alone because what i thought the first time that's where it li- that's where it lies yeah now it's gonna be uh solidified Ooh. for today mm, so let's it. just go ahead and get this started right now that i only have two question marks I, I, although i don't think it's gonna get any matches not at all i don't i'm not hopeful at all well let's find out so song number eight l's tree Astro Boy and the Proles on Parade. I'm just gonna write Astro Boy, and I'm also not yeah. gonna do the parentheses yeah, in, uh, in the uh, the editing either. Song number seven, video killed the radio star. Johnny on the monorail. Johnny, I just think about uh, Fallout New Vegas and Johnny Guitar was song. There was never a man like my Johnny. Uh, that's my in my own head. Number six, clean clean. Uh, L Street. Down on L Street. <laughs> Who sings that? That's Bob Seger. Who's that? Bob Seger. Down on L Street. Oh my God. Uh, song number five, The Plastic Age. Uh, number five, Kid Dynamo. Get along, Kid Dynamo. There, I'm, I feel bringing, like I... I'm bringing all these things in now. Uh, what were we going to say? Oh, I, I feel like I know what your number one is now. Probably, we'll, yeah. yeah, we'll see. Number four, I love you, Miss Robot. I was wrong. It was that one. Uh, my number four is Clean Clean. Uh, and I think, yeah, we're done. We can't match anything. Yeah, so, we're not, which, so there we go. We're both right. Number three, Kid Dynamo. Number three, Video Killed the Radio Star. Ew. Ew, ew. Uh, song number two, Johnny on the Monorail. Number two, I love you, Miss Robot. Oh, isn't that sweet? Number one, Astro Boy. Number one, The Plastic Age. Did we have a flipped list again? It kind of looks like it, especially (laughs) especially because uh, you're number eight and seven are my number one and two. My lord. Astro Boy. Now I'm just thinking about Glamour Boy, but I guess who? (laughs) The Plastic Age. I like that song. And if that was the only one that I listened to on this album, I would. If not for the uh, squat and kick dance I hear or the doing stuff and then hearing the bonk bonk of like somebody hitting pans with drumsticks. Oh, my God. There are so many audible. I don't know. A additions to this song that are so fucking unnecessary but hilarious to hear nonetheless you can say that about a lot of things on this album <laughs> yeah. uh, with that said we can actually start uh, 
talking about where we put the album on our rating list because it's time to rate the records. So I guess we'll just go ahead and jump over to the album rating screen. Hey, hey the album rating screen. Uh, isn't that looking pretty? Uh, there's, a, there's a bunch of B-tier albums. But guess what? The last couple of them have been A-tier albums. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah. yeah, I bet they were all your choices, too. Well, one of them's yours, and one of them was our request last week for Krungbin. That was sick. Thank you for requesting that. Yeah, Krungbin actually beat out yours on the A tier as well. So it's like what number six on the list or something along the line to that. Doesn't matter. It was it was sick. Little behind the scenes. Little behind the scenes. We cannot currently see the elevating screen, so only me and editing can see this. <laughs> Anyways, yes, it's trying to find out where the Buggles' The Age of Plastic goes. And I mean, obviously, we've uh, showered so much praise on this album today because Savannah chose an obvious winner. Of course, yes. She just likes to do things that are funny. That's yeah, you, all. You just do things the hard way. And I can't wait to see what else you might have coming up in the future. Oh, you're so you're pissed. All right. So I guess I'll go first because you chose the album. Yes, please. I'm, I'm super curious to know where you put it now because I, I figured that you would have like started enjoying it enough because you chose it that it been at least in the 70s but now i'm starting to get 60s vibes i don't i don't pick these things because i like them i pick them one to be a troll two because i know you won't like them or three to force myself to actually listen to something because if i do it on my free time i just tend to put it off and i never do it but if it's for the show i will get it done even if i even if i hate it, the thing is uh the rewarding part is actually recording the episode because this is where we have the most fun with it this is true. so in this the end it's true. worth it no matter how bad it, like the brooks and dunn episode is <laughs> fucking hilarious and i destroyed that album jesus we do have the best time with albums like this speaking of albums like that i mean i think this one's definitely higher than brooks and dunn i already spoiled that earlier yes uh it is still pretty low and um you thought i was going to rate it a 63 even yeah 63.75 close <laughs> so damn close within a percent within fucking genius i am a fucking genius i, I was actually surprised to be i'm not gonna lie i was surprised that i, I thought that was too high i like i was like there's no way it's 63 i, I was expecting like a 57 but 63.75 that's where we are now, like I've said, I honestly chose this album because I thought it would be funny. Having achieved my goal of stressing you out by making you listen to this, I must move on to a new album. Please. Now, I <laughs> I also scored this higher than I thought, but it might have been the 80s charm that forced my hand a little. And maybe I was drunk. Who knows? Not sure. Now, I did not think that this was going to come out to the goddamn score. But as I'm adding it all up, it comes up to 73.25. So clearly I liked some of those songs enough to push it up. Although it still doesn't fall into the B tier. So we have a C tier album. Do we not? We haven't had one since the kills, I believe. Right. And that was the very first episode of the season last season. Uh, season four, yeah. Season four? For, for very first episode of season four, because then we had the yeah. break. And so it just feels like a long time ago, because it kind of was. It was. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It's not a B tier, but it is indeed a C tier. It's C plus tier, sitting at an even 68.5%. Ooh, 68.5. It nestles in between the White Stripes and Nirvana. Between Nirvana, it Nirvana is 68.07. Oh. So White Stripes is higher then. No, White Stripes is 67. So it's uh, in between there and not as good as Nirvana. Wait, 68, Nirvana was 68.0 what? Seven. 
Oh, because this is 68.5, so it's higher than Nirvana. Oh, I was thinking 68.05. No, 50. Well, we can we can cut all the facts Savannah can't read. Um, it's above Nirvana. Six it is, it is just above Nirvana, but not as good as Bush's 16 stone, which for some reason hurts my soul. Oh, two English bands just kind of cuddling with each other now. Oh god. <laughs> I don't even care. That last track on 16 Stone really pissed me off. And every time I see that type, see that written down, all I think is that. And I think of how angry I got. So go check that out. <laughs> Might as well. I had to move away from the mic because I yelled so loud. I've had those moments. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely really. had those. Yeah. Well, then. That is the age of electric. No, it's not. That's the age of plastic. <laughs> I keep forgetting. Like, and now I'm mixing that up because I'm thinking of the fucking band that we did. That We're we all also crazy chose. here. <sighs> uh, but yeah, that was the Buggles, the age of plastic. Ended up in the C tier. We haven't had one of those in a while. So it's actually kind of nice to have an album that's not yeah, B tier. It's kind of refreshing. You're all welcome. I was, I'm not going to lie though. I was hoping for a D tier. <laughs> I wasn't. I thought it, I, th- I would laugh really hard if it just, just somehow fit right into the B tier and then I could laugh even more, but now it's, it's really just where it deserves to be. I would be nauseous if this made it into the B tier. <laughs> I would be absolutely just disgusted. Yeah. It's like putting that little bit of poison into the pool and that's it. More so or less. <laughs> uh, if, if you're actually a fan of the Buggles, uh, man, did you survive today's episode? I mean, Jesus, we were uh, kind of relentless with this one. Thank uh, you if for you sur- staying so long. If you survived, like, subscribe, and follow, please. <laughs> we don't do like, this sub- all the time. Like, subscribe, rate, share, comment, follow. Do all those things to show us just how much you survived this episode if you are if you are a The Buggles fan. If you are not a The Buggles fan, then uh, maybe you had a good Dang laugh with like us, too. I, I fucking love saying shit like that. You always have to add the in there. Oh, I fucking hate that. Uh, if you are not a fan of the Buggles, then uh, you can also have a good laugh with us and just maybe let us know. Do all the things I just said before. Like, subscribe, rate, share, comment, follow. Uh, help us build us up into the musical uh, musical commentary community. That's where we want to be. We want more people like you. Go to rightrecord.ca where you can follow all of our social medias, find all of our streaming links. You can request the album. You can join the album giveaway, which we're doing, Mr. Bungles, California, for April 2023. Yay. So make sure you enter for that. There's still plenty of time to do that. And a bunch of other things like Kofi.com slash rate the records also over there and other things too. Rate the record.ca to check it out and you'll find things that you like. Hell yeah, you will. And if you don't, well, it's your fault. Yes, that's right. Point the fingers back at <laughs> Just for checking it out, we point the finger at you. We pass the savings on to you. Oh, that's my middle <laughs> finger. Shit. Oh, God. <laughs> Anyways, yes, we are at the end of the episode. So th- once again, thank you very much for joining us. Hope you had a lot of fun because apparently we did. <laughs> Just uh, oh my god, yes, terrorizing this album, then not talking about this album for a good like sixty percent of the episode. Uh, so before we before we let you go though, uh, we will say that we'll not say, but I would like to tell you that uh, we'd like to give a little sneak preview of what to expect next week, the type of album that we're doing. Uh, it's gonna be like the third last episode of season four as well. So I mean, uh, yeah, I can't believe season four is almost over already. It's it, what a crazy run has been. That's your hint. <laughs> oh, okay. I was trying to guess the band, but I I, I don't know. Um, no, no. Here's the actual clue. I, I actually do have a real ass clue. Okay. Uh, so next week. At an album that I've chosen, so you know it's going to be another good one. Uh, unlike the fucking Buggles. Uh, so it's a band that's been around for about 22 years and was formed off the back of two members' previous band that crumbled before they broke through commercially. 
I don't fucking know. I don't even have a joke guess. You could have said the Buggles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, starting up in 2001. Hmm. Yeah, they, they reinvented themselves. That's when they did their 1999 re-release. Oh oh that was god. awful beyond words. Oh my god, and they toured it too. Well, um, and- yeah, I have no, I have no guess for that. I'm, I guess I'm just gonna have to wait till next week. And realistically speaking, too, I'm not even certain you've heard this band before, so that's gonna be really interesting. Um, just all all jokes aside, I clearly I know who it is. Yes. I have never heard any of their songs. So this is going to be brand new to me. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. I don't think you would have like the, the not even like a radio no. single. I don't think they've had a radio single that I'm aware of. I I've heard the band name just through, you know, acquaintances and just sort of a hey, this is who I'm into, but I've never heard anything. So I I have absolutely no foundation on any sort of assumptions so uh who knows we could do some 1970s disco well disco like because clearly you said 20 years ago <laughs> yeah i was gonna say like disco revival might have happened revival. in the uh, early to mid 90s but not yeah. the not the early 2000s dang okay hmm. well anyways uh if you can try to figure out who that is uh good luck if you can and if not don't worry you can just come back here next week and check it out because we will be doing that episode for 75 until then go listen to some awesome music that's not this album we'll see you again (laughs) real soon take care friends bye (laughs) oh how evil